This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories, and to leave a comment. Good morning. Who are you? Oh, Dr. History. Good morning, Zeb. What a great day out there. Uh, Yeah. The wind blew me all the way over here. Did you put a sail up? I could have. (laughs) I could have made it that way. (laughs) What's going on in Dr. History's world? Well, Well, let me just throw this out, folks. I have finished the last edit of my book. I'm waiting for uh, just a few little details before we send it to print, so it's getting really, really close. I have to have it ready, or I want to have it ready, so people can have it before Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have to do a lot of changing? You know, my editor was really good at helping me go from what she said. She said, uh, Ken, you are a storyteller. You're not a writer. And so I took that criticism and I said, okay, and I believe she has taken me down the literary road uh, and has been a huge help. Yeah, but wait a minute. You can't take the personality out of the right. No, and she hasn't. No, it's still my story. It's still my voice. And I think we've got a... Uh, my opinion, I think I've got a, a good book here, and I hope people will enjoy it. I have a certain way of saying and doing things. You have a certain way of right. saying and doing things. And when you change the complexion of that and try to make it all like sheep together in a flock of sheep, it's ridiculous. Right, and she hasn't. She's been very good to keep my voice in the book. That's good. And I, I appreciate that. Good. So, so, Zeb, you are an expert on this topic we're going to talk about. What are we talking about? Okay, it has to do with rodeos. Okay. So what do you think it is? Well, I don't have a clue as to who you picked. I mean, Let me show you a picture, and this will give you an idea. Uh, I'm trying to see. uh, Is it Bill Pickett? Nope. Nope. This is a, this t- is taken, folks, from the 1963 Frontier Times. Oh. And this is an interview with a guy named Jake Herman, okay. who was a rodeo clown. Right, right. Have you heard of him? Well, or, I, I, no, wait a minute. I want to go and ask you a question. Is he the one that originally was from the Nebraska area? Uh, Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Okay. Is that, I or is think, that the Dakotas? Well, it Let's might be. Well, it Pine borders Ridge, in Nebraska. South though. Dakota, actually. Okay. 
so this may not be the guy you're thinking well, of. Well, but the Herman family, I know very well, and I know they had roots that go back a long, long way in the rodeo business. Okay. So this is his story and his interview. Okay. So these are his words. Uh, and so, folks, I'm just going to kind of say it in his words. So Jake Herman, he says, I was born on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. He says, I'm one half Sioux and one half white. My father was a roundup foreman, and he taught me how to ride and rope. And he said, uh, never in my kid days did I think of becoming a Wild West rodeo clown. As in those days, there was no such animal. They didn't have clowns in the rodeos back then. Okay, He said, I joined Jack King's Wild West show as a bronc rider and a trick and fancy rope spinner. He said, I was so clumsy that every time I did my roping act, the people laughed. I couldn't get my big feet through the rope. Finally, I was told the show wanted to feature a graceful cowboy and not a clumsy clown. And they managed to say, uh, hasta luego, goodbye. And he headed down the road. You know, I think that this man you're talking about is related to world's champion bareback rider Wayne Herman. Okay, very well could be. So anyway, so he quit. Uh, he said, I tried to be an all-around rodeo cowboy in bronc riding, calf roping, dogging, and other rodeo events. He says, I got bucked off so many times that I became dizzy, <laughs> missed my calf, and could not throw my steer. People laughed. <laughs> so he wasn't very good. He said, I soon found out the hard way that I could not be a jack-of-all-trades and master of none, so I became a successful failure. I love this guy. Uh, yeah. I mean, he just, I like this because it's his words and he's just telling it the way it is. Yep. He said, I decided to become a Wild West rodeo clown. He said, my rig was baggy pants, a swallowtail coat, a flat derby hat, putty nose, and black whiskers. I was ready to rope a running bronc by the tail and do the tail drag or hot seat just to get a laugh. You know what that is, mm-hmm. where they, yeah. they're they being drugged by a, a rope, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, anything, the hardest thing for a rodeo clan to do, he says, is to get a laugh from the people. Uh, the cowboys, you know, they're the leading men. They're the stars of the show. And so for a clown, a trick mule, a dog, or a skunk is a must. He said, I got myself a trick mule and trained him. Some people say a mule is stubborn, but this is not necessarily so. It's the way his master trains him that makes him stubborn. You've got to understand animal instinct. You have to be a little smarter than the mule. Uh, That would help. (laughs) (laughs) And you have seen trick mules. I know you have. I've seen, you know, really, I've seen every act and worked with almost every clown in the world at one point yeah seriously yeah and uh some of the best were extremely good animal trainers oh yeah i'm sure yeah Yeah, they had to be so he said i named my trick mule creeping jenny creeping uh, because creeping jenny is a weed (laughs) that kills vegetation so that was i trained a dog called tag i also would catch a skunk every year then used him in my clown act i named each one of them stinky obviously Uh a rodeo clown in those days had to be his own booking agent press agent and formulate his own jokes and antiques if you got applause and laughter from the fans you were sure of your beef steak and every meal and the spotlight and if you failed to get the applause and laughter you were headed back to the sticks 
I like the way this guy talks, don't you? Well, it's common knowledge that you have to be your own booking agent and everything. But this man lays it out in plain English English, so that most people can understand the yeah. art of the profession. Right. I like this because, it, like I say, it's his words. So he says, there's one thing about rodeo fans. If a ga- cowboy gets bucked off, a bronc, or gets hooked by a mean Brahma bull, he gets sympathy. If a clown gets bucked off or gets tossed in the air by a bull, everybody gets a big wallop out of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fighting Brahma bulls is a dangerous job to face and dodge a bull. You've got to have plenty of nerve and coordination of mind and body. The ability to stay cool is a big factor. Time the bull's charge, move at the correct time, then run like a scared jackrabbit for the fence. These are the essential elements that do the job. Old-time rodeo clowns had to be good comedians as well as be able to ride, spin, rope, trick ride, ride bareback, and fight steers or bulls. I have no bones to pick with the present-day rodeo clowns. They are really good, but what I have seen of them nowadays, they all specialize in Brahma bull fighting. And, and, and that's kind of true, would you say? Or? Well, you said to be old-time rodeo clowns. In order to be an old-time rodeo clown, you had to be pretty good on your feet. <laughs> You'd <laughs> yeah. never make the old time. <laughs> that's right. You didn't last long. So he says, goes on, My biggest thrill in the rodeo game was at the Sioux City, Iowa Stockyards in 1924. I was out in the middle of the arena. The arena director, unknown to me, put a little freak black bull that weighed not more than 400 pounds and had short bow legs in the chute. Then the announcer informed the spectators that the clown would stage a bullfight. Out came this little bull. Right away, he spotted me, charged, and stopped. He let out a beller and pawed the earth. You've seen this. You've pictured this. I got down on my hands and knees bellered like a bull, and pawed the earth, throwing up dust. This freak bull would lift up his tail, charge, and stop. When he was still about 30 feet away, I put my head down for a second, and immediately he charged me. We met head-on and locked horns. Oh, really? (laughs) And how long was he in the hospital? (laughs) Well, let's just keep going here. (laughs) He said, I was knocked out cold for a fraction of a second. And when I came to, he was lying beside me, also knocked dizzy. So the, the bull and him were both laying down, really? knocked out. Really? He says, the little freak bull got up and ran like a scared coyote to dead pens. I got up and ran, too, and I believe I broke the world's record getting out of the arena. <laughs> and that's not the end of the story. <laughs> The next day, the same bull was turned out in the arena for me to fight, but we were scared of each other and refused to tangle. I still carried the scar of his blunt, stubby horns on my forehead Mm. as a symbol and trademark of my rodeo days. There you go. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
<laughs> I've seen the clowns get down and paw the dirt, oh, yeah. you know, and yeah. but I've never seen any of them take head on no. with a bull. A lot of them acted like they had. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> Randy Munns. Yeah. So, you know, he says, I traveled the circuit with a swell bunch of rodeo cowboys and cowgirls. They were colorful. They were generous. South Dakota has contributed its share of cowboys. Now, I'm going to name some names here, Zeb, and I don't know. There, like I say, he's way back there in the early 1900s, so yeah. maybe you'll recognize some of these. A guy named Errol, uh, Earl Thode. So, uh, Errol, Thode. Earl Thady. Thady. Yeah. Uh, Belvedere became the world's champion. Yep. Casey Tibbs. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Fort Pierre was one of the most popular, yeah. won, won the title of being the world's champion all around. Can I Ro- throw Ro- a story Ro- in about Casey real quick? Sure. Short story? Yeah. Uh, just before Casey died, I had the opportunity in uh, Denver one time to sit down and have dinner with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. So he must have yeah. been one of the great ones. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the best performers I ever knew was Leonard Strand. Mm-hmm. Leonard could ride Broncos, rope steers, was a good trick and fancy rope spinner, and one of the best trick and fancy saddle riders in the rodeo world. Oh. And, you know, and as I think about uh, clowns, they didn't really do trick riding or uh, that sort of thing, right? The clowns? No. 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 So now here's another one. Maybe you know Chet Byers. Mm. Maybe not. Was he says was one of the best trick and fancy rope artists. Benny Bender mm-hmm. of South Dakota right. is radio right. r- rated as a top clown. He says I can remember some cowboys were not so great, some were near great, and some were great. Mm. And you've seen that too. Oh yeah, some cowboys yeah, come and go. Yep. Uh, but he he has a great admiration. He says a great swell group of cowboys and cowgirls I once knew. Uh, he says a rodeo clown's secret weapon is getting fans to laugh is his personality or funny makeup. Create your own original antiques or jokes and take advantage of all rodeo events and the local situation. He says, I can recall the year 1924. Congress had passed the prohibition law. Before the rodeo started, I asked who was the most popular man around town and was given the name of a popular bootlegger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said he had the best Canadian blended firewater. <laughs> okay, you can probably see where this is going. Uh-huh. On the first day of the rodeo, during the grand entry of the performers, the announcer was introducing the cowboys and cowgirls. I spotted this bootlegger on horseback. After the announcer had finished, I introduced this man. Quote, ladies and gentlemen, permit me to introduce you to a man who eats and sleeps just like any other human being, who is the world champion dodger of manual labor and also the world's champion bootlegger. Oh, my goodness. He actually did that? He said that. Yeah. And here's what happened. I got chased out of the arena. Oh, my. Now, he says, I won't mention the name of the town, and I won't mention the name of the man, but uh, later on, he got together with this bootlegger guy, and he said, and the guy said, uh, you know, after the rodeo, the bootlegger told me that he sold out. <laughs> <laughs> so evidently, it was good advertising. So anyway, he goes on. He says, my passion for expressive words, jokes, and comedy sometimes backfired, but somehow I felt that the American Cowboy fans loved this He-Man Western sports spectacular. And I can still remember the smiles, applause, and honking of car horns as I tried my best to give them clean jokes to tune up their laughing apparatus. You know, a lot of times they had uh, cars that made the arena, right, yep, yep, with, with their yep, headlights. Yep. Or, or and their- I want to amp- amplify what you just said there a minute ago 
ago about clean jokes. You know, uh, I've always been an advocate that we need to keep everything on a family situation. Absolutely. And I think the rodeo business has, uh, in most part, always remained a family situation. I can never remember anything off color, yeah. uh, the rodeos that I've yeah. been to. Yeah. So he goes on, he says, in writing of my rodeo life, I try to use the right expression. The publisher of True West told me that he wanted factual and authentic stories and not something that originated from the pen of a fiction writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes on, uh, he says, I'll never see another 72 years. Um, I am now retired and live here at Pine Ridge Agency for a hobby. I write legends, folklore and history of the Ogallala Sioux. I also do some painting. I painted a picture of a buffalo for a lady. Said the lady, quote, I'd buy this picture if you had not made the buffalo legs too long. Then she added, why did you make the buffalo legs so long? I told the lady, so the buffalo's legs can touch the ground. She, okay. <laughs> she I mean, ch- there's obvious answer. She changed her mind and bought the picture, but I don't know to this day whether I sold the picture or the gag. There you go. Well, finally, he says, the rodeo has been good to me. It made it possible for me to build a little home. And as I've always said, I now live with my memories of rodeo days that once were and that have now faded away. My trick dog tag is dead and my skunky skunk stinky is dead. My mule creeping Jenny is dead. So now I am dogged out, skunked out and muled out. There you go. Uh, He goes on to say the great there was a great speaker that once said, the quickest way to make heap big talk is to stand up, speak up, shut up, and sit down. So I'll take his advice. You know, uh, I was in the rodeo business for 51 years. Yeah. And you can tell you're in the studio, my office. Oh, yeah. You can look around at all the memorabilia in this office and the, uh, the yeah. pictures and the memories, and that's him, right? Yeah, look at that picture. Oh, my. And okay. then... Uh, Here's another picture, uh, days of 76, Deadwood. Oh, yeah, Deadwood. Oh, yeah. my. Okay. Guy with the trick mule there yep. and yep. stuff. But, you know, I've, I know we've got a few more minutes, so I, I've got a little bit of the history of rodeo clowns. They had their beginnings in the early 1900s. Uh, they were to entertain the crowd between events. Uh, and, of course, they wore the baggy clothing. And uh, during the bull uh, riding competition, they had to, of course, distract the bull. And you've seen some pretty brave uh we call them clowns, but bull riders. The bullfighters, bull yeah. Where do you think the origination of that type of clothing came from? I Did just, you ever stop and think about that? I don't. I only. I just think that in the beginning, they were trying to be funny. Yeah. Okay. But the use of a barrel for protection began during the 1930s. There was yep. a guy named Jasbo Fulkerson yep. who had a wooden barrel in 1995, Earl M. Bascom was honored at age 89 as the oldest living rodeo clown, and bullfighting was reported as Wick Peth's profession in 1960. Let me tell you something. I had the opportunity many times to work rodeos where Wick Peth was the featured bullfighter. Really? And I knew him uh, very well, and he was what everybody wanted to be. So he was good. He was good. And now here's another name, Jimmy Anderson, who was mm-hmm. reported to have begun his career right. in 1975. Right. 
Now, in Australia... You're putting some age on me because I joined the PRCA in 74. Really? And so I knew all these guys and rodeoed with these people, and you're really making me feel really like an antique right now. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I'll never be as old as you. I know that. And in Australia, clowns were part of rodeos and actually agriculture shows, and they were hired to entertain spectators. Um, And... With the introduction of the Brahma Bulls, that's when things got more serious and more dangerous, right? And in the late 20th century, uh, the, the, the term bullfighter began to replace the term rodeo clown. You're right. Uh, so the comedy aspects of the clown work, uh, as opposed to protecting the athletes, uh, became the, the priority. Yeah, but there's still a distinction, rodeo clown and or bullfighter. Right. Yeah. So you, you would say somebody like Randy Munns is a rodeo clown, but the other guys are the bullfighters. Absolutely. Right. But uh, to take me back all those years, wow. Uh, go ahead, Ken. Okay, so uh, let's see. In the PBR World Finals, bullfighter Rob Smets. Oh, Rob and I were many rodeos. and he began he began wearing the sport jersey and shorts yep. you know and like the the pleated shoes so they could run and, and not lose traction um, and then it says in 2003 all bullfighters in the organization stopped wearing traditional rodeo clown makeup and outfits and traded them for the sport jerseys and shorts um, they still paint their face, though, right? And, and that's what, it, with it the goes, exception of the PBR contest and that type of thing. Yeah, and it goes on to say they uh, a lot of them they still wear clown makeup. Yeah, but as far as the the baggy outfits and stuff, uh, that's pretty much uh, uh, gone. You've made me feel really old this morning. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, Doctor History, outstanding job. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.